Uh, hello and welcome to the Agent to Agent podcast. 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 It's pretty exciting. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, we're, apparently we podcast now. Uh, my name is Johnny and this is my wife, Jenny. And uh, we are agents. Uh, well, actually, Jenny's a broker, which is a step above agent for you people that don't know that yet. Um, we are doing this podcast because we want to give back to our community. We've we're not super comfortable with doing a YouTube channel. That's just too gnarly. I mean, it's just like, whoa, guy. But um, we know real estate. We're realtors. And uh, we actually have our own real estate brokerage called 28 Coves Real Estate and Development, which we'll talk about later. But uh, this first episode is kind of just going to be a little intro on who we are, how we got here. Well, what is agent to agent? I mean, when you think about what it is that you want to provide for the real estate community i mean i have certain things that i think about what do you think about well when we first got started um <clears throat> it was a really bad market it was probably the worst time in the world to become a realtor uh 2010 and the general public just didn't realize yet that the carpet had been pulled out from underneath them and we were like oh no it's a great time people are going to be selling mm-hmm. you know it's like it- and agents are going to be leaving Agents are going to be fleeing, and there'll be room left in the field. Um, and man, we dealt with a lot of jerk realtors. We met some great people, though. Let's just say it was ninety-five-five. But man, the five percent that we had to deal business to, to deal with and actually close escrows with, they were not super. Uh, it just wasn't. It just was uphill battle. Right. It was not. Um... Inclusive. I, I don't. I don't think that it, it ever really created this environment where you felt like you were part of a club, and you were welcome. I, I think it was more like in 2010 you had to fight and claw for every little bit of room, business, reputation. You know that you wanted to have, and it's probably still too like that to some degree still today. But we just didn't have such a warm welcome when we came into the industry yeah and and we like we literally kicked the door down and like you know we we went right to work and Mm -hmm. people were like wait who the hell are you people yeah uh so what i think about for the podcast is i just think maybe people can just check in and and listen to our stories i I think they're going to be rather funny and almost everything that we're going to tell you is true to as absolute happening i mean there's not a whole lot of embellishment that goes on and i mean a lot of times i we've told these stories now for you know uh a couple of times between us as we still laugh about them and and we're still in awe about some of the things that have happened to us as realtors and i just think it'd be important for people to know that they're not alone i mean you you have the craziest things happen to you and you don't have to feel like you screwed up or you're a dummy or, you know, your bad luck or karma. It happens to all of us. And and part of being in this business, I think, is subjecting yourselves to some of the worst things that could possibly happen to you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be... I don't. I want to talk about the worst things. I want to have a more realistic portrait of what it is to be in this business because I think um, they get a... Realtors get a bad rap. I, I think one time I heard that a realtor is just one rung above society as a used car salesman and i don't think that's fair no you know no. i mean a, a realtor gets beat up unnecessarily yeah. and, but they get beat up by other realtors they do and and, and that's why we're, we're doing this uh podcast and we called it agent to agent a lot of people lose 
uh, lose sight of the fact that when they get a listing, they're just the listing agent. They're not the selling agent. The selling agent is the one who brings the buyer. Now, a lot of listing agents, they want to double end the deal. Mm -hmm. They want to represent both sides, the seller and the buyer. But, you know, they got to... They got to realize that the listing agent needs to realize you're the dude bringing the buyer. So bend over backwards and help that person get this deal closed, man. Yeah, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. And, and you you know, then down the road, you'll be able to go out to lunch together or, you know, see each other and go, hey, bro. Hey, gal. What's up? Man, mm-hmm. that was a rad deal. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you come at it like, oh, my God, I'm fighting for my client for the best deal. Sure you are. You're just negotiating for the best deal the best price the best um scenario but man in 2010 it was upside down that that thing had been turned upside down like a like a birthday cake at a party you know you people were like you know some of the top dog agents they were broke as f Mm -hmm. and uh it was fun to see because we you know we pulled up to our first you know fancy office in newport beach and we literally had to park the car out back. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> there was there were dents. Yeah, we were driving a Prius, which was kind of badass. Like when I met Jenny, she had this black Prius with tin and windows, and and I, you know, I'm pretty much a tree hugger, but I'm a conservative dude. I'm not going to get into politics, but I'm a tree hugger. And I was like, oh yeah, man, this girl drives a Prius. That's badass. And uh, you know, the Prius had a couple dents on it, and um, you know, sometimes we didn't armor all the tires, but you know, that agency we went to. Um, Maybe down the road we'll mention their name. I'm not, ugh. but uh, yeah, there were a lot of leased Range Rovers and Mercedes, and there was a couple Bentleys in that parking lot. We're like, God dang, who are these people? Yeah, I think our boss had a like a Lamborghini or something. Whatever that thing was called, <laughs> it's crazy. I don't even remember what he had, but it was something exotic. Yeah, but no, we yeah. So we you know we've done that, and um, but you know the way we got started is uh, Jenny and I met about ten years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. to the day, um, we started dating only because, um, I'll lay it out to people. I went on match.com and so did she, and I was on it for about two weeks and I was just like, Oh my God. What was your name again? I was a uh, tall beach guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You were a tall beach guy. Three, four, six, two. <laughs> like they gave me like, because they... somebody else already had yeah, so tall I'm, beach I'm guy. Like, really? I'll beat you guys three, four, six, two. Before I pushed, before I could go, uh, I just pushed sent and man, I was on my way. And, uh, God dang, the email started coming quickly. I realized I just didn't want to email. It was like, I didn't want to pick my date off a sushi menu. And I went on a few dates and I'm like, listen, chick, we're not going to Italy. Of course you like world travel. Of course you'd like, you know, and I'm like, no. So I actually gave it a rest. And then one day Jenny hit me up and she's like, Hey, and then I was like, Hey, and literally Called her on the phone. What did you ask me? You, you, there was some question where you asked, like, if I like to have a, like, if I enjoy the outdoors or something. And she said, yeah, I like a convertible. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the time, I mean, you've really transformed my life. Um, but at the time, I wasn't necessarily an outdoorsy person. I've no, always you, been a tomboy. Yeah, but you had But I wasn't, I wasn't like a camper and a surfer and a hiker and, you know, whatever. I just... I, I just didn't have that lifestyle. Yeah. I was a corporate person who basically, you know, and I like that about her indoors. because because I knew I was going to need help on the paperwork of <laughs> things because I don't give a shit about writing contracts. I'm not going to learn it. I'm an upfront guy. I am the dude that's going to go out and snag leads. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get the clients and we're going to close these freaking deals. Yeah, you were just getting into real estate when we met. Yeah, I, uh, she had come over to my little house. I had this cute little one bedroom house. 
literally like five doors down from my ex-wife because I wanted to be close to my kids. It was very important to me. And uh, it was a shithole, but I didn't care. It was down this little alley, but it was Laguna Beach and I could walk to surf. And that was important to me still. And uh, she came over and I had this giant backyard and you looked out this plate glass window and I had chickens and this very meticulous you were super rootsy. I was rootsy. I had this very meticulous vegetable garden because it was really important to me starting back then to eat an organic food lifestyle. And if I was going to eat eggs, I wanted to have my own chickens. And man, I had these neighbors on each side and they just, they just vibed against me because later on a friend had told me they were threatened by my sustainability. But that's another story itself. And um, so Jenny came over and she saw on my whiteboard. What, what did you see on my whiteboard? I had a big whiteboard hanging in my front room. Yeah, you had your real estate courses and your projection dates when you thought you'd be done with all of your coursework. And I think you were giving yourself like six months to finish your classes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think I asked you how long it took to actually get through the program. And um, you had said it would take four months to get through if you basically just did it as fast as you can do it. If you it. just buckle down. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm beating you. <laughs> <laughs> and totally, you're like, no way. She totally won out. No way. You've got two kids, a full-time job. You're not going to smoke me. I've already gotten started. And yeah, sure enough, I beat you to the punch. She beat me to a test date by like two weeks. And I was buttered over yeah. it. I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're jumping on my ship right now. But um, it motivated me because she was like, huh, huh, I finished my courses. And she literally didn't really help me that much. Um, I did it all on my own, but I was motivated, man. It's, it's something you do every night. Yeah. Um, you do not slack. If you want to be licensed, you've got to, um, you've got to bang it out. Because I have a couple of friends who were in the corporate world. They sold insurance packages, each of them to, you know, they made probably 250, 350 thousand a year and they hated their jobs they just hate them and they they met jenny and i and they were like oh, i want to do with those people do you want to be realtors because uh, i think they they thought it was going to be like long lunches right mm-hmm. oh and there were plenty of long lunches but it's not long lunches every day and it definitely when you do that it's a detriment to your success yeah and and so they bought their real estate courses they said hey what do you do and i said we all pretty much all of us go to allied.com so this is a plug for you allied.com and uh they don't pay us they're not giving us a dime but it's just your standard 199 dollars course everybody does it online um there is no school don't buy the textbooks Mm -hmm. do not buy the books but um so my buddy and his wife they they signed up for the course and i used to check in with them regularly hey how's the courses going they're like haven't done a fucking one yet and we're like well okay you're not too serious and they actually got expired on like they literally um your, your coursework expires after a year if you don't finish it right and so it, what a waste of money what a waste of money what a moron yeah you know? that's a bummer yeah and they would have been horrible realtors well i mean i guess they figured that out sooner than later yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so four months um i actually drove jenny down to san diego to uh, take her test. It really is one of the most nerve-wracking days of your life. Uh, well, one, because uh, the DRE works at the speed of... Oh, the, the DM, like the DMV. Worse than. Yeah. And, and still, even to this day, m- most of their communication is through mail. They have very little online. Not very much can be auto-filled and just sent back electronically. All their applications you have to submit. A couple things you can do, like change information about your mailing address or you know, your phone number or your contact information. But what is the DRE? The Department of Real Estate. Yeah, DRE the, the Bureau of Real Estate. Um, and so they're the BRE or the DRE, depending on what era, you know, you're kind of like hooked into them. But it's just, 
it's just one of those things where you just you, you're at the mercy of their Dude, speed. It takes forever. Um, and so you know you're kind of stuck with you know this authority figure in your life that works at incredibly slow pace. And you know when you have the opportunity to get into the the test taking phase of real estate and if you bomb that test and you have to retake it your fear is oh my god this is going to take so long to get back to this test date yeah and and because you do you wait forever for your test date and a lot of you out there that are that you know hopefully some listeners out there are thinking about getting their license this is for you um you probably got a deal pending like your mom, your yeah. brother, your sister, your uncle, your dad wants to buy or sell a piece of ro- uh, real estate. And you're like, oh, I'm doing this. I got my first deal. And um, God bless you, man. And a lot of those first deals are huge. We know a lot of people <laughs> along the coast where they sold their mom's house for five, six, seven, ten million. Um, and it just launches a career that's stupid. Good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's time sensitive, man. You you want to get licensed so you can get out there and up and running. And um Oh, and then when you take your test, you don't even get the results of your test for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You're just biting your nails every single day, reliving <laughs> that test in your mind over and over again, going like, God, question 38 to 42, I just guessed. Yeah, I don't even it, know what the answer was to do? that. You, you got your little card in the mail, and you came right over to my house, and, and, and what, do, what do you always do? What's your little mantra? Oh, I don't know. This will be fun. Oh, you know. Come no, on. tell me. <laughs> you always go, ah, oh, sucker. I do not. For the record, <laughs> Like she danced around not. going, I got my that license. That was just pure enthusiasm. You don't have your license. <laughs> and I was like, God, really? This is my whole dream. And she just like marched in. So, man, I was just like. I was pumped. So then I had this little crash course DVDs, and man, I watched that stuff over. The guy's name was Dwight, and I loved he him. He was cool. He was cool because he, he just had a passion for it, you could tell. Otherwise, yeah. he wouldn't have done the the, the 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 DVD, you know? So I watched that, and um, man, I woke up at 1 a.m. the night before my test, and I went, holy shit, I didn't study at all for the math. Oh, the math portion. The mm-hmm. math portion. Cause well, you know what's screwed up about that whole test taking is that not every test is the same. They have like three versions, four versions that they pass out to the classroom. Yeah. And and there's an unspecific amount that is math. Yeah. So you can get test version one and it might have 10% math on it. You can get test version two. It might have 20% math on it. Yes, ma'am. And and so you're always kind of like crossing your fingers, hoping that you get the version with the least amount of math. And it's not difficult math. No, it's formulas. Yeah, it's formulas. But, you know, you're just not necessarily in the mood, I guess, to do the math. You yeah. know, like you, you really are thinking about the law and the morality is that the right word? The, yeah, ethical. The, the, ethics, the ethics, yeah, of, of real estate, estate and, 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 fair, and all of a sudden they, try, they throw like a, a a math problem at you, and you're like, oh wait a minute, hold on now, like, I got to totally switch my brain yeah, gear. Like, Stan has sixty two <laughs> units. What's the cap rate? At, at, you know, like oh, well, and luckily my test version only had like ten math questions, and I I got six of them, I nailed it, and I check marked like four. I'll come back to, and um, I came back to him. And I knocked it out, and then I went home and waited two weeks. Did you think you passed when you took your test? No, we went for beers right after. <laughs> we went like I'm you like, just went right into like rejection mode. I, I honestly think we like it wasn't you know the the real estate 
testing facility was like right downtown San Diego next to Little Italy. And I literally think you drove me to like, I go, just pull over right here. And what was with the people though? Hold on. What was with the people who actually gave the test? The proctors. The, oh, they were insane. They were gnarly. They were really, really strict people. They were kind of like... They um, took their job way oh, too yeah, seriously. They were, they were Nazis. They were straight, <laughs> oh. from, they were straight from East <laughs> Germany. But anyway, she, she drove me, Jenny drove me right to... We started leaving. I go, I go liquor store. Pull over, and I literally got a tall boy. And I just kind of stood out in front of that store, and I just chugged that tall boy because it, it was a lot to go through. It was a lot of uh, anxiety, and then you take the test after all the coursework, after the decision to even do it. Like, like you know, why did I even want to do it? Why did you want to do it? Because I was doing it. Well, I mean, what's the deal? Like, um, okay, well, I mean, the deal for me was I had been in corporate you know, restaurant management for a decade, um, if not more. And, you know, my life had come to a point where I was getting divorced and was working a lot of hours in an industry where, you know, I was pretty much poised to go to the next level, which meant managing the uh, district managers. I was going to be a regional manager. And I just knew that that was even more getting in deeper and, 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 you know, farther down a road that I wasn't so sure that I even wanted to be on anymore. Yeah. It was great at one point in my life, but it, it didn't really match with, you know, as you get older, I think a lot of people do this. They just start to evaluate if they've turned into the person that they've always wanted to be. And, you know, I didn't really want to be managing basically fast food, you know, restaurant managers. Um, it just didn't have the right ring in my ears. Yeah. And it was very unhealthy food. Um, it was just basically, you know, Paycheck. selling Cokes, yeah. you know, and and chips and, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and, I, that, and, honestly, and, I used and to kinda... meat that was made somewhere else and put in a bag and, you know, you were kind of like pre reheating it. And, you know, I was working with a lot of employees that, you know, they, they steal and they lie and they cheat and take advantage. And, you know, you try your best to build up a team and and have an environment that you're surrounded, you know, by people who are good, but a lot of bad people, you know, still infiltrate that. And you're dealing with a lot of problems all the time. And I think real estate was just an an opportunity to say, you know, these are the things that I feel like I'm good at. I feel like I'm good with responsibility. I know that I could handle the workload of the contracts and, and putting people at ease as far as like, I'm somebody that could be a trusted advisor for them. I don't come across as someone who's flippant or casual or completely like irresponsible. I mean, I think people get pretty much that if you're going to work with us, you're going to be well taken care of. Oh yeah. Jenny, we're not going to leave you, you know, high and dry or short. Jenny is the escrow master. She catches them in so many mistakes. Um, it's just, it's like, believe me, you got to watch those escrow people like a hawk. You do. You got to watch everybody. You got to watch everybody yeah. like a hawk. Because you yeah. have your client, you know, you're responsible to them. Yeah. But, you know, I just feel like I'd be really good at that part of it. And, I mean, honestly, I had a feeling, even though we were just dating, that you were going to be in real estate with me. Uh, you know, even if we didn't have a relationship that was intimate, I kind of felt like we probably would Aww. always do real Isn't, estate together. So cute? You were my real estate buddy. Yeah. Um, and you were so good at the people side of things. I mean, I was in the hospitality business, so I didn't have a problem with the people side. It was obviously something that I was still really good at. But you're good at talking to people over nothing. 
like you can create a conversation where no conversation exists. I I can get into a conversation with somebody when there's a topic at hand and we can just talk about a specific specific topic yeah you you talk about anything oh uh, you know i read you a know? lot i read to a, a lot fault, of books you talk about anything i read a lot of books when i was younger um by all the masters napoleon hill and earl nightingale and harvey mckay um swimming with the sharks uh my you know i came from a construction background so um my stuff slowed down completely in 2006 I was coastal luxury, huge custom homes. I wasn't the builder. I was a subcontractor, made as much money as you humanly possibly could do as a subcontractor. And it was great. But man, I just, I saw it slow down because wealthy people had pulled way back and a recession was imminent Mm -hmm. and they knew it. They saw it way ahead of us. Um, And I just said, you know, I kind of knew something was wrong with my marriage at the time. I knew we were heading to divorce. And I was like kind of hopeful for it because I could do something different and not be held back. I was held back personally, I think, um, in that relationship. And so, man, when there's a chance to get out of construction, I was like, oh, God, thank you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had to go in and out of it a couple different times. I don't want to remodel your house. I don't want to build your house. We're building our houses because if I do your house, I'm going to lose money. I'll literally lose. I'll make a wage, but I'll lose money if we build our own houses, you know. Uh, there's two empty lots next to our house right now we're going to buy and build on. And um, it's fun because we'll live in the house we're in right now with it. We just redid and um, we get to go forward. But but yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we both got licensed. Um, and then the next step was you, you have to go and find a place to hang your license. Right. So we made a couple calls and Jenny uh, said, hey, man, I know this guy that owns this brokerage. He's a friend of my brother's. And uh, we went and checked him out. And what we didn't know at the time was every brokerage will, will bring you on because they're just going to take a lot of your commission. Mm-hmm. They're going to give you like a 60-40 split, 60 them, 40 you, or a 70-30. Um, they're not going to give you a very good split to start with. And you're going to be like, oh, wow, they're going to offer me training. And they're going to hand you a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. They really are. It, it's really on you. Old school real estate firms, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, and it seems like um, brokerage firms have really just completely let go of the training responsibility. And, you know, over the last five years, I'd say, it really has turned towards your training is coming from some third-party vendor. Yeah. You know, whether it be Tom Ferry or Brian Buffini or doing the Keller Williams, you know, system. Well, I mean, that is Keller Williams. So, I mean, they do have a great training program. They do. Um, but it just, it, it feels like, you know, our experience wasn't really that we got training at our brokerages and, and we work for, I think between us, probably five different brokerages. Yeah. And, um, it just seems like, you know, more and more people are going to the internet to get their training and to get information and to get like scenarios, especially scenario training about how do you handle, you know, these kinds of, you know, situations. Um, and when you really think about it, you're right. You, you don't have to walk into a brokerage firm and feel like, am I good enough to work here? No. They're dying for you to walk into the door. They are. So you can become one more number on their roster. Because top dogs leave all the time and, and here comes the new people and there's it's ebb and flow. Yeah. And, and, and you don't, don't necessarily settle. 
um, for your commission. And I mean, and I don't know if you're going to talk about that right now, <laughs> but it's a fantastic story because it really little, is. Because what went down was we went and worked for this broker who was a friend of my brother's. I think it was a friend of my brother's wife, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he didn't know him very, very, very well. And we didn't know him at all. And so basically we went in there and we negotiated, I want to say, a 80-20 split. It was, I think it was 80-20. Yeah. And that was pretty good for your first time out with oh. no experience. And he he was very generous. He didn't want to give that either. And he, yeah. And so he was being generous because it was outside of his comfort zone to give a brand new agent an 80-20. But we had come with a recommendation. So he did it. And he didn't provide a whole lot of service. You know, he was a pretty no frills kind of brokerage. Yeah. And um, he was doing a lot of wholesale work. Yeah, he had his own game that he was definitely working. And we went and we'll get into a lot of this in, in a lot more detail in other episodes. But we basically walked into real estate not really more than two weeks into it. And we landed an enormous fish. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I met Mr. Big. Yeah, Mr. Big. Mr. Big, which we'll talk about a lot uh, in future episodes because there's a lot to talk about with Mr. Big. And... um Mr. Big, you know, texted me one day after just basically, um, you know, long and short of it, we'll get into it later, but he texted me, he says, Johnny, uh, we've decided, Mrs. Mrs. Big and I have decided to buy a house in Laguna Beach. Our budget is $4 million. Can you help us? <laughs> and we were like, uh, yes, yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I think we can squeeze that in. What are you, look, what are you looking for? Uh, you know, six, five, six, seven, eight bedrooms. But know. what was so smart is you we, realized that you had a $4 million buyer in your pocket. Yeah. And one yeah. of the very first things we did is we went back to our broker <laughs> who didn't even know us. I don't even think he knew how to spell our last names. Like we were strangers. And uh, we said, hey, we've got uh, good news. We have a really great buyer. But we're going to renegotiate our contract with you before we right sign now. a contract yeah. with him. Yeah, right now. And um, he and thought was, about it. He was stunned. He was like, oh, hell no. I'm yeah. Like, well, then it, we're just going, we'll go to Coldwell Banker yeah. or First Team Realty. Yeah, well, we're or, literally going to walk we, we if were. you don't renegotiate with us because we've known you for the entirety of, you know, a couple of days. We don't know how to spell your last name, Hartley. <laughs> and you expect us to fork over 20% of an enormous commission. Yeah, yeah. And, and what have you provided for us in Zero. any kind of service or support? And when we put it to him that way, he was just like, who the hell are you people? Yeah, like, he really? Bummed. He knew there's a lot of money that he left on the table. And on that uh, one. I think we negotiated like down to 90-10. Yeah, we sure did. And then... Um, and I think he hated us from that uh, point he, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, he, that kind of was a little bit of a, a rift between us. We closed the escrow, we got paid, and then we went, later, later. bitch. Yeah. And we were out of there. Yeah. Um, and then we started shopping around for a higher-end boutique. We're like, you know what? Our phone's going to ring off the bloody hook. Yeah, but I mean, a great thing to, to know is you do, as soon as you have something in mm-hmm. your portfolio, yeah. you have a, a buyer or you have a potential listing, I think every agent should at that point in time go to their broker and say, I want to renegotiate. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think you should just do it all the time. Yep. And if your broker's not willing to renegotiate with you, when you've landed some part of business that is better than average... If you're just doing like what the market is doing or what the rest of your office is kind of doing on average, I don't think you should go renegotiate. But I'm saying when you're doing something and you've got a big piece of business, take that opportunity to go renegotiate your... Yeah, because I mean, God bless a lot of you people um, that are listening. 
you're in markets where may, maybe you're only selling homes that are 150,000. Right. Or you're selling condos in um, Anaheim that are, you know, 315. And so it takes a lot of 315s to get to a $4 million sale. And uh, we closed that deal in 30 days. Yeah. No hassle. No problems. Well, no, there was a hassle. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> there was a lot of hassle because I, I of, just uh, meant I just meant with our guy. With our guy. Our guy yeah. was solid. But yeah. The other the other side that's a whole that's that's five or six podcasts and, and we'll get into that too because mm-hmm. those people were mother efforts to deal with mm-hmm. like we had mentioned earlier in this podcast mm-hmm. they they literally tried to bust our balls and uh, I never forget that guy's name over it and I if I see him in the grocery store down in Laguna Beach where we were living I just look at him and just yeah spit on the ground you know yeah. so I mean I I really feel like we're on your side yeah totally. you know i think we want to be here uh and to do this uh to just let you know that you kind of have a friend in us and it's not it's not that complicated to do real estate i mean honestly there's some basics that you have to do in any business you know i don't think real estate is any exception i think really what's tough about real estate is weathering all of oh, the problems the ups and downs yeah i i think and then if you can have a moment to just kind of check in with us once a week and you know listen to the podcast and and hear the stories and the things that we've been through um that you're going to feel probably a lot better about yeah. what your overall experience is and if you can uh, alleviate any problems for you we would love to do that yeah because we've we've done it all we've done the stuff that a lot of people just won't do you know, I mean, I literally people won't do what we've had to do. Nobody ever really truly invited us in. We just would stick our foot in the door and then lean into it and, you know, push back. Like we really fought for every transaction we've ever done. Yep. We're kind of schmucks. We, we are kind of schmucks. Like we really just, um, we just kind of like. We sometimes are really desperate, you oh, know. I mean, shoot. sometimes it's and even if we're not desperate, have you, have we always ever, act so desperate. Have you ever counted change to and went and bought Top Ramen the night before your escrow closed? Yeah, twice. Raise your hands, people, if, twice. You, if you've done that. Yeah, down uh, to your last pennies, knowing oh, that you're going to get a huge ex- escrow check the next day. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, it's a weird business it's, for sure. Yeah, and we've done that, man. We've literally. Um, like, okay, what do you have? I have two top ramens and I stole two lemons off my neighbor's tree to put in our water. Wow, we have lemon water with our top ramen. It's so bad. Yeah, there's no steak and God, you just pray you have gas in your car on yeah. the, in the environment. Yeah, you do. And and a lot of you people out there are so lucky that are getting into real estate. Your wife's a doctor or she's a lawyer or your husband's a lawyer or a doctor. And they're saying, oh, honey, I just, yeah, here, here's your here's your monthly budget for marketing and you people smoke us. My God, if you, if you have like 10 grand a month to spend on advertising, dude, 10 grand a month, 10 grand a month, you are going to own the market. Okay. You're only supposed to spend 10% of your budget right. on marketing. So if you're doing 10 grand a month in marketing, you're, selling, you're bringing in a hundred thousand dollars in GCI. Yeah. I don't think so. No, more than a hundred thousand. 10%. 100000 a month. Yeah. 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 Well, that's only a million two a year. That's nothing. <laughs> In commissions. <laughs> I mean, if you could spend 1000 a month on marketing. Um, so I think if a couple hundred bucks would put anybody back. Yeah. And, and we'll go into that too. I don't, we're not believers on mailing out stuff. It's a waste of time. We've mm-hmm. done it. Oh, we've done some crazy campaigns. And uh, now we're just old school. 
we beat the streets. Yeah. Well, we're here for you now. And uh, this is cool. This is going to be real fun. It is cool. We uh, we were super excited. We bought all our podcasting stuff, and you know, um, yeah. You want to say anything? You want to say anything in the closing? Um, no, I just think you know we want to come back and do this uh, once a week. You know, I, I think we're going to try to tape as many episodes as we can right now, right? And and get a couple going right away, um, and then you know, basically, we're just here to. Tell stories once a week. And, you know, we wish you all the best of luck. We want every realtor to um, to do really well, you know, um, and have a great lifestyle. Because we want you to go out and buy those rental properties and, and leave behind a portfolio for your children or loved ones. Every real estate agent should have a real estate portfolio. Yep. Heck yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> and come back and listen to us again. Right? Agent to agent. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes. And, and now on Instagram. And, yeah, on Instagram. If you, if, you want a da- if you want a daily belly laugh, just come join us on Instagram at agent to agent. And we're going to put our podcast up on YouTube. So you can find us on YouTube as well. Yeah, and see what our mugs look like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, awesome. Ciao for now. Uh, bye. <laughs>